Welcome, everybody, to the Fight Talk Podcast. This is Steven Jensen. Joining me today, I have Matt Griffin, known as Matt the Mouth on Twitter. That is M-A-T-T-T-H-E-M-O-U-T-H. He is a big part of action wrestling. He's here to promote the company and talk about the wrestlers. I'm really happy to have Matt on the show. You can follow his company, Action Wrestling, on Twitter at WrestleAction1, W-R-E-S-T-L-E-A-C-T-I-O-N, and the number one. Matt, we're going to be talking a little bit today about your shows coming up. We have Bangers Only and Friday Night Fights 3. And before we get into these shows, uh, just let the people know um, kind of a little bit about Action Wrestling because it's a company I've really enjoyed the last handful of years. Um, the the relationship that y'all had with Southern Underground Pro, where you know I'd been living in Nashville for the last 10 years or so uh, before recently re- relocating to Atlanta. So I've been able to see Southern Underground Pro as well as Action Wrestling both kind of flourish around the same time. And it's been a lot of fun to watch. Um, how would you kind of describe action wrestling to those who might be newer to the product? Well, I, uh, as far as it goes with a uh, presentation, I always try to go for like a little bit of a more realistic sports-based type. Uh, I wanted action wrestling um, to be the name because I wanted it to be something that really described what the promotion is. And I just started describing my ideal before I started as a live action movie. And it's funny because I try to think of a bunch of different words that would be different than action that kind of were similar because action obviously is a word that's been used a lot in wrestling and I couldn't think of anything else. And I'm like, well, that, that kind of fits. Um, so as far as a presentation, I really like it to be uh, a fast moving action type uh, presentation. I wanted there to be high impact matches, a lot of flying. I don't restrict the wrestlers and tell them, all right, you got, you know, you got six minutes, but you can't do any dives. You can't go to the floor outside. I, I tell everybody to give as good as they can every time out there. Um, and as far as the background of it, I, I started because I always wanted to run shows. I, I wrestled myself for about eight years always wanted to promote but i never got into a really good situation like you have to have the time to be able to promote good wrestlers to be able to book and most importantly you need to have a really good building and a relationship with the building and i finally got that in my hometown uh, about three years ago uh, i found a little rex really realized was in my town i started thinking about it more and more and i realized that numbers wise i could make it work i really don't have too much of a budget so honestly uh the way that sup runs is action and sup are very similar we have a crossover with southern underground pro with a lot of the talent um as well as commentary uh dylan with dylan hales and uh moe's killer be killed moe's on commentary i believe you know him yes very well <laughs> and you know, so there are a lot of there are a lot of sim- similarities, but there are a lot of real life similarities as well. We we run as uh, on tight a budget as we can with the absolute best talent we can with the absolute best matches we can. So uh, late last year in December, we started an angle, kind of an action versus Southern Underground Pro angle that was supposed to peak over the summer, and well, a lot of stuff got canceled, but. Uh, it was fun to be able to do what we did because we really like everybody over there. And the way I see it on IWTV, the two uh, most visible promotions in the Southeast are uh, Southern Underground Pro and Action. 
Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up that crossover um, story that y'all were doing between SUP and Action because it was really, really entertaining for the time it was able to go on. And with the pandemic and all, obviously a lot of those plans had to change. Uh, but a few notable uh, talents from around that time, uh, Lee Johnson and Alan, <clears throat> Alan Angels, both have been signed, to, or at least, I don't know if signed is the right word. I know Alan Angels has been there for quite a while, and I think Lee Johnson is signed. If not, he is definitely um, involved with AEW. Um, and I know he does training with the Nightmare Factory. Um, what's that been like, seeing these uh, these talents from kind of that that story from just you know around a year or so ago that have had such a great year now in mainstream wrestling? it's it's honestly the creative goal as far as you know outside of you know anything from bell to bell the creative goal was to kind of make a pipeline to be able to get wrestlers seen throughout more of the country be able to open up for them to move on whether it's to bigger independence um, and break out of the southeast to get chances to be on tv to get contracts that's always been our our goal and uh, you know, myself and Dylan Hales are really, really aligned with that. So it's, it's very rewarding when I can turn on TV on a Wednesday night and see some talent that wrestled in front of, you know, 250 fans for, for us in, um, my hometown. That's, that's very rewarding. Um, you know, Alan angels, uh, he's got a contract and he's, um, he's somebody who wanted it probably more than anyone that came through my locker room. I mean, he just, I, I don't know if I've actually ever had a conversation over the three years I've known Alan angels that didn't involve wrestling. Um, I mean, uh, he's a, he's a sponge. He is he's somebody who's very, uh, very worthy of having a contract. Um, and I know Lee Johnson, you brought him up. I, I'm not sure of his exact status and I don't, so I don't want to say anything, I don't like to speak out of turn, but Lee's, Lee's phenomenal. He wrestled for Southern Underground Pro, and he was supposed to start with us on our shows last March that was canceled, that were canceled. He hadn't actually debuted with us yet, but he had. Uh, we had a show get canceled uh, two days before it happened when everything started really breaking down that one week in March, and he was going to debut, and we had some good ideas for Lee as well. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's great though. We've had a lot. I mean, we had uh, Ben Carter. He had a fantastic match in February. That was a real breakout match with B-Boy. Yes. He's signed now. Um, you know, then there's plenty of wrestlers who've had a cup of coffee through us who, uh, you know, maybe did one or two matches who've, who've gotten signed and, you know, we're happy for them too. It's, that's, that's what we want. We don't want to be a local regional promotion. I like having the problem and it, it is a creative problem, but I like having the problem of having to replace talent because they're going to make a living in wrestling now. Yeah. I think that's a great mindset to have. And obviously y'all are creating a great platform because I, I can't remember because there's been, obviously there's been so much independent wrestling over the last couple of years and which company and where, but did y'all ever have Kurt Stallion? I know he obviously he did stuff with Sup, but was he a part of that story? And did he do things with action before he went off to WWE as well? I can't remember. Yes, he did. He, he had, uh, and I can't even remember all of his opponents. He had three matches with us that I, that I loved. Uh, I loved Kurt Stallion. He was a part of the Scenic City Invitational. 
And that's how I met him. I think his first year there was 2017. And, um, and I hit it, hit it off well with Kurt. I mean, he was a dude who was driven. He drove, he would drive halfway across the country for bookings. One weekend, his car broke down and he had bookings in Virginia and he had to drive from Texas. And I sent him some money. I'm like, here, this is for a shirt. You can give it to me anytime in the future, rent a car and go do, you know, and go do, do your shows. And he did. Um, Kurt wasn't a part of the sub storyline because, uh, he came in, he was here with us for his last show in January when the sub storyline was sort of starting. Um, and he wasn't quite tagged for that, but he wrestled AC Mac in August, 2019. Uh, he wrestled, um, O'Shea Edwards in October and then he wrestled Bobby Flacco in January 2020 for us. So all great matches that are on our IWTV channel. Yes, I'm remembering now that you're saying that. He, and he's he's a guy that I remember. Um, I'd first seen him either through Scenic City or possibly Glory Pro. I can't remember where I saw him first. But um, you mentioned the Scenic City Invitational. And, of course, you mentioned Dylan Hales, who, um, you know, a big part of that as well. And a big part of SUP. Um, how, how has that all kind of worked out with like how the, and you don't have to get into this if you don't want to, cause this is pretty like inside baseball type stuff. I'm just kind of curious, kind of the, uh, how, kind of what the process is when you have, you know, Dylan, uh, and of course he's going to be like advocating for, you know, the guys that he's, you know, wanting to do stuff with in, in Chattanooga. And then you have your guys, you want to be doing stuff with, uh, you know, over here in the Atlanta area. Um, and then you have, you know, to consider kind of the multiple companies, then of course, Southern underground pro in Nashville, and what they want to do with their guys and, uh, kind of, kind of, how does that all work out? Uh, I guess kind of booking wise and, and story wise and all that. Well, well, some things will kind of, some things will kind of flow. Um, it's easy with scenic city because I'm on the booking team with scenic city. So that is fairly simple. There are going to be some contradictions like down here. Jade Newman is an obnoxious heel right in scenic city, as well as TWE, which is also based out of Chattanooga total wrestling entertainment. Uh, he's a big baby face. So there's going to be certain things that don't quite line up exactly the same. Um, but really it's, it's, it's open communication. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I, when I would tweet and when I would talk about Southern pro from action, it was never like you suck, you, you know, fuck you guys. Oops. Can I swear on this? No, yeah. You can say whatever you want. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was never, it was never that like, you never want to, you never want to diss your opponent because, all right, let's say we have a big feud. And action beats sub. So what did we just win if I've been, you know, bad mouthing them for six months and saying they're garbage? Right. So I would never, I would never say that. I would always say like, you know, hey, that's why we want to beat sub because we think they're a worthy opponent to us. We think they're the other best show in the South. Um, so there's that understanding that we're all going to work together. You know, it doesn't really need to be said because that's just how it works in wrestling if you're smart. But um, with Scenic City, with TWE, um, which is kind of a part of our family, uh, with Southern Underground Pro, we just we just keep communication open. Um, you know, not everyone's going to like the same wrestlers. Not everything is going to blend over. But a lot of the major stuff, we work together. 
Um, and, you know, we've, we've split trans on talent, which is a big help to kind of create like a weekend where somebody can maybe work here on a Friday, somewhere on a Saturday, S, uh, SUP in Nashville on a Sunday. We try to do certain things like that where we can. Um, and there's just trust. Uh, it's much as, as much as you can possibly have. I, I trust everybody. Uh, I trust everybody who's involved with those groups and, you know, in certain other groups that we don't really have as tight a working relationship with, we still keep those lines of communication open and promoters talk. Wrestlers might not realize when they badmouth one promoter or they, uh, do a promoter wrong or no show a show that they didn't think was important. They don't know how that can affect them somewhere else. Mm, yeah. Because promoters talk, you know, and, and that's, and that's all relevant because if somebody is going to just ditch a show for whatever reason, or take a different booking at the absolute last second, what will, you know, why would they do it one place and not another? So, uh, we've been relatively free of that. Uh, I like the action locker room to be drama free. And basically, we're all adults here, to kind of paraphrase how O'Shea Edwards talks about it. And it's been, and it's been good. Um, and it's been good. I don't have like lots of gossip. I don't have locker room issues. I had a couple issues where talent maybe didn't get along in a match or didn't agree. But I'm a fucking adult. And I've had situations where talent said, hey, you know, this is what happened. This is what happened. All right. I'm not going to get pissed at anyone because they didn't get along in a match. I wrestled myself. I know how it goes. But I'm also <laughs> and I'm also not going to encourage some sort of weird drama over anything. Um, um, I, I don't know. But the, the, the biggest thing that ties it all together is just having a open line of communication and, and trust for who you're who you're working with. Yes. And, and speaking of trust, um, you know, something else that I think you need to put a lot of trust in is your commentary. I think that's a very important part of the shows. And Dylan Hales, a guy with a proven track record, a guy that I think has been phenomenal for a very long time. And I love hearing him on every show. Um, and you mentioned my boy, John Mosley, my co-host here <laughs> at Fight Talk. Uh, he is uh, he's on every Monday with me. We talk MMA every single Monday right here on the same podcast feed. Love Mose, great guy, obviously a good friend of mine. I'm gonna put you on the spot real quick, Matt. If you had Ooh. to give, if you had to give a a a score, a a grade, if you will, to Mose so far, action wrestling commentary. What what do you give? You got an A, a B, a C. Where where are you at with Mose right now? I'm gonna give him a B plus because he has improved in the time he's been doing it here, as well as at other places. And the thing is, he has, uh, and I've told him this. So if he hears this, this is going to sound familiar, but he has a ways to go. He is not as good as he is going to be yet, but he is improving really rapidly as far as telling a story uh, at TWE over the summer. I believe in Jul July or August, we did commentary on a match and it was very last minute. Like I didn't have any notes for the match because it was, it was very last minute. I was like, hey, why don't we do this? And it was uh, an angle to build up for our future show uh, showcase that we had in October. I was like, okay, Mose and I did it. And I was like, I'm about the only thing we discuss is like, I'm going to let you take the lead Mose. And it flowed so well that I want to, I really want to do commentary with him again. 
Um, he's uh, he's someone I got to know. We took a trip to Black Label Pro and Game Changer uh, last year in September when uh, Black Label had Turbo Graphics their their Turbo Graphics tournament and GCW had the Nick Gage show and so we were together for the weekend. Got to know each other. Uh, he got in down here and the jobs i've told him this it's it's his as long as he wants to be here and i hope that's for a long time very good to hear b plus is a hell of a score good job mose that's great i i I, because i think he does great work obviously i'm a friend of his i'm going to be a little bit biased but to hear it from the horse's mouth right here that's uh that's very good to hear yeah it's 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 a thing you know i i always try to be uh, i always try to be positive I do, you know, because just to, to trash somebody uh, is bad, but I also try to be realistic. And that's the, that's the great thing about, about listening to Moe's when I do shows, I can hear that he's, he's understanding how to tell the story better. He's getting more comfortable and he, he is going to be better in six months than he is now. He's going to be better in a year than he is now. So, so there is, uh, that's a big positive. There are some I've listened to some commentators that make me just want to turn the volume down on the show and listen to it or watch it with no audio. <laughs> and you can tell that almost no matter what they do, they could do this for another year. They're probably not going to be any better because they don't have an understanding of not just what they're watching, but how to relay it to somebody watching. They're just describing what they see. They're just saying things because they feel like, Oh, there's an empty space here. I need to talk and get myself over. And, um, you know, thankfully, Mose and Dylan aren't like that. They both do their homework. They are out there, you know, especially Mose is out there in so many places every weekend. And he's watching stuff at home. He, he has a better, and this is, this I will definitely not dispute. He has a better independent wrestling knowledge database than I do. He knows more talent than I do. So, uh, uh, so he, that's, that's a huge thing going for you. Very cool. So once again, shout out to Moe's. If you want to follow him on Twitter, by the way, at Moe's K-O-B-K, M-O-S-E-K-O-B-K, uh, show a little love to our co-host here, John Mosley. Um, Matt, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about bangers only then get into Friday night fights three. I hope that I have the correct listing in front of me. If I don't, I can always edit that out. You can always correct me. Um, uh, as far as bangers only, first thing I've got here, we got Kevin Koo and Kevin Ryan. Is that match signed, sealed, delivered? We got that coming up, bangers only? It is, yes. Okay, perfect. I'm a big fan of both guys. Kevin Koo just made his MLW debut uh, along with Dominic Greeny, who had been with MLW for a little while, but collectively, Violence is Forever. MLW debut was tonight as we record this. So huge shout out to Kevin Koo, of course. A big, big, big part of the operation there at Southern Underground Pro as well. And then we have Kevin Ryan, um, a guy that I didn't realize has been around as long as he has. Me and Moe's were actually talking about him the other day, and um, he's a guy that I feel like still has so much potential. I really like this matchup. Ryan, uh, and I'll just use his last name so we don't confuse him with Koo, but Ryan is a kid who, you know, you're you're right. He's been around a long while, and he has a lot of potential that hasn't been tapped into because uh, I know that he hasn't been he hasn't been around a lot of people who've cared about his career and that's not a slam 
That's just that's just the reality of the situation. When I started training and broke into the business in, oh God, I'm going to date myself, in the late 90s, uh, I was in I was in locker rooms uh, all up and down the East Coast from Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland, North Carolina. And this is before I ever took a bump in the ring. I was meeting wrestlers all over. I was seeing how it was supposed to be done. I never realized what a great upbringing that I had. And there's a lot of wrestlers who don't necessarily get, uh, they don't get put with the opponents who can make them shine for one and show them how to have better matches, show them how to uh, construct a sequence and not just the physical part of doing a spot, doing a move, but when to do it, where to do it, and should you even pull something out. It's just because you can do a high spot doesn't mean you should do it every match. Um, There are plenty of uh, spots that are tropes that just drive me crazy because they look stupid. Okay, that's the one time this one wrestler is going to do it in a match. Okay, and it makes zero sense. They just do it because that's their quote-unquote thing. Um, And Kevin's got, got a ton of potential and I've said this to him before that I've said this to other friends. I'm not sure that he's had a lot of great advice, but the reason that doesn't matter as much is because he is a great kid. He does listen. I can't stop getting him to call me, sir, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's just the politeness. I'm sure. Yes, very much. And I I laugh at that because it's always like, okay, so this, 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 yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Stop. (laughs) So he's got, you know, he's got a lot of potential and he is, despite the fact that he's been in the business for several years, he is not as good as he could be or will be. Gotcha. Yeah, I like that matchup. And, and, you know, speaking of, you know, we had Kevin Q versus Kevin Ryan. You also have the other half of Balances Forever, Dominic Green taking on Lutha X. That's going to be another banger. I mean, bangers only. I mean, that uh, ding, ding, ding. That's right on the money. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, another banger of a match there, man. Uh, Dominic Greeny and Lutha X. Uh, what do you, what do you think the fans should know about this one heading into it? Well, well, Dom, Dom actually was on our first show way back in April 2018, and he's such a he's such a great person, and he's. Again, somebody I met through the Scenic City Pipeline. We met, uh, he did the 2017 SCI. Uh, We met there, kept in touch a little bit, and I had a spot open up, and I was trying to come up with a unique match, and I I just reached out and hit him up, and he was like, oh, yeah. Um, And then he came in again for us uh, on our our third show. And, you know, he's, he's he's a great guy. And he loves to be around. He loves to help talent. And he's that type of guy you want to have in your locker room. Uh, and Lutha X, <laughs> Lutha X is an old school heel. Like the style he works is straight out of like 1980s Southern, like memphis type wrestling. Like he's the type of wrestler who could go in knowing really nothing about a match. And, you know, it's just he could call it in the ring. Uh, which is a talent that has really gotten very scarce. Um, and he can, he can draw heat. He can draw hatred and he can make people care and sit up and yell at the match and get pissed off. And that's, a, that's, you know, that's another piece of the art that isn't uh, necessarily there as much these days. 
Uh, and he's talented, and we got some we got some ideas for that. Dom and I started talking, and he he uh, I was like, all right, who would you see yourself working with? I'm like, all right, if we're taking requests, I want to wrestle Luther. Okay, done. Love As a it. booker, I will uh, I will tell you just a general note. I have done very well. And they gotten very good results out of making matches that the wrestlers themselves want. Oh, that's awesome. So that's I mean, it's it's something that, you know, I don't I don't like to have a huge ego as a promoter. Obviously, we have to serve, you know, some of our stories and can't do certain matches at certain times because, you know, you have to have things fall into place. But when we can make a match happen that the wrestlers themselves want. Uh, absolutely, we end up Very. we end up with really good results. Very cool. Um, it's funny because Dominic Green has actually become quite the um, quite the hero in my household, uh, quite the cult hero. Because my brother, who doesn't live with me but lives right up the street, he's over here all the time. He's not a big wrestling fan, but just kind of by by way of me being so into it, he just sees things as I'm watching it and just pays attention to stuff here and there, and. To him, Dominic Greeny is like the greatest wrestler ever because every time, every time I'm watching IWTV, whether it's action or SUP or anywhere else in the world, I guess like ICW or anywhere, I mean MLW now too. Every time I'm watching independent wrestling, Dominic Greeny seems to be on that show, and that's just a testament <laughs> of like the amount of work this guy's been putting in, and to see it finally getting rewarded is really cool. And you know, Dom and Dom was in. Uh, the collective weekend last year, he was in my my favorite match of the weekend, which was the uh, <laughs> the holy shit, what the fuck is happening match <laughs> from AIW with Josh Bishop. Yeah. Like <laughs> that match, I rewatched that match after uh, Josh Bishop unmasked on the mass wrestler. They played that on IWTV, so I I rewatched it and. Just, just the pure insanity of that match happening at like, you know, I think that was actually early in the card. It was like 1230, uh, you know, so half an hour after midnight and that's going on. I'm like, oh, my God, this is fucking. <laughs> that was that was my favorite match of that 2019 collective weekend. Man, I'm a huge fan of Josh Bishop also, by the way. I, I see, like, he's one of those guys where, like, you look at him and you see kind of, because, I mean, I knew him first as Slutty Cat, you know what I mean, back in the <laughs> self days. Um, so to watch the the progression that he's gone through and uh, with his size, his intensity, his athleticism, everything he does, and that, that little bit of crazy he's got where he'll literally take bumps with Matthew Justice off of, you know, rooftops, basically. Oh <laughs> um, is, is, is Josh Bishop someone you'd look to bring into action at some point? Or I, I know he's very um, heavily involved uh, where he where he currently is. And he's, I believe, what is it? I, is he the IWA champion? Where's he the champion right now? Just won the belt. Uh, do you mean do you mean AIW? AIW. That's what I meant. Is, I'm is, so sorry. I got the two mixed up. Yes, AIW. That's, short story. That's one of the reasons that I wanted my promotion name to be One Word Wrestling because I wanted people to say Action. I didn't want people to say an acronym because I get so confused sometimes. And I hear uh, I've had been in conversations where people will talk about this you know, three letter promotion. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Where is that? I'm like, and then I realize, Oh, they don't matter. Um, you know, I never wanted to just be like that. And that's not a slam against anybody else. You know, cause so many promotions branding works for them, but that was just something 
that I I wanted it to specifically just be like one word and wrestling. So, um, but yeah, Josh Bishop's actually uh, is somebody that I um, well I I don't I don't want to say because uh, well I had conversations at some point about trying you know uh, about getting him and justice down it's uh, in a car with some aiw guys it was just real preliminary and it feels like it happened a billion years ago because uh march was god march seems like it happened forever ago but i like josh bishop a lot i think he'd do and i think he'd play really well to our to our crowd and audience with his intensity yes i agree another guy speaking of um that the crowd loves a uh, bobby flacco he's like the hometown hero right i mean that's like He's the guy right now, or one of the guys right now in action wrestling. He's been taking on Adrian Alanis, who I didn't know so much about. I did some research and realized, oh, I've seen this guy in NXT before. Um, what, what's going on with Flacco? Because I feel like he's kind of a guy that like everyone really just really gets behind one way or another, and, and he just has a presence about him. He's very likable, and he can also be very hateable, I'm sure. I've just always liked him up to this point. Um, what's kind of the... What should people kind of expect out of this one, and, and your thoughts on Bobby Flacco in particular? Well, this is another match that that uh, uh, Flacco and the last they both they both wanted it, and they uh, Flacco approached me, and he's he's done a lot. He's been with us since very early on, and it's that type of infectious attitude that you're talking about. That a lot of the a lot of the AR Fox students come out with that. They're super helpful. Show up early. Um, they're, they're great to be around. Um, and both of them are products of the WWA four school here in, uh, Georgia. Um, but Flacco, we kind of call him, uh, Dylan Hales and I refer to him kind of as like the gatekeeper of action. If you can't have a good match with Bobby Flacco, you're probably not going to be somebody who's going to, going to do well. Uh, he's very popular. A lot of the, a lot of the fans like him. A lot of the kids like him. Um, pre-COVID lockdown, we we had swarms of kids, and they were some of the best fans in wrestling because they would cheer the good guys, they would boo the bad guys, and there was very very little snarkiness in anything. Um, most of the time, the action fan base, when it was 250 strong, they liked who they were, were supposed to like, and they didn't like who they were supposed to like. There was a lot. There was not a lot of contrarianism. Nah, there weren't a lot of contrary fans here, which is nice because you want people to like your product for what it is and not like your product ironically. I don't want anyone hate watching our shows like seems to happen a lot of Monday nights. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but but Flacco is somebody who's been been here. I mean, he was he was around and gave him a little shot, got over, gave him another little shot, got over. And it's like, all right, you're pretty much going to be. On everything going forward, you're going to get all my dates. Um, we haven't had the opportunity to have a uh, have much of a real program with with Bobby uh, as far as an angle. Some of that's because we had some ideas and talent he was going to work with departed. So, um, so we haven't taken advantage. But there's just about every talent that we have, every wrestler we've had whether they've done one match or been on every show, I, I will honestly tell you that I don't think we've really taken good advantage of them. Um, there's so much more potential most of our wrestlers have that we could have used them better. Um, but we definitely have not used Bobby to his full, uh, his full potential yet as a, 
as a wrestler. Um, but he's super over. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hear about, I would hear about him a lot. Um, the two big baby faces in action are Bobby Flacco and Matt sells. Um, Alanis is another guy that, you know, I, I, I saw him when I would scout at the WWE four shows. Uh, he had, he, he hitched on with evolved when the, the skulk, uh, kind of came to prominence with AR Fox's group. And, you know, he got some play out of the evolved deal. Um, and, uh, he hasn't been doing a ton since, uh, since Corona. So, um, the fact that he's doing the show for us is a real big compliment and him and Bobby are friends. So I really want to see what they put together. Very cool. I'm very much looking forward to that one. And uh, another one I'm very much looking forward to, and you just kind of mentioned it yourself, uh, being able to like really kind of squeeze the potential out of, out of the talents that come through and, and mold them in even better than when they came in. Graham Bell is someone I see that way. I mean, I, I, I love Graham Bell. I've been a fan of his since, I think the first time I saw him was in SUP. The first time I watched him use that bazooka, I was like, you got to be kidding me. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. This is like, uh-huh. I can't believe, I can't believe there's a guy walking around with a damn bazooka right now. This like, who's this guy? Um, and then I find out, you know, he's doing stuff in Japan and, and kind of going all over the place. And I've said it on Twitter. I've said it on my Fightful Select Weekender podcast that I do every Sunday for Fightful.com. I've said this multiple times. I'm not just saying this to pipe you up because you're on the show. In my opinion, my favorite match of 2020 was Graham Bell versus Manders. And y'all put it on, on Action <laughs> Wrestling. Um, I, I'm a big fan. He'll be taking on Bailey Blake. Originally, it was supposed to be Nolan Edward, who I think has just completely exploded this past year. Like, he's done such great stuff. But this is a great, uh, kind of a great last second kind of replacement you put together here between Graham Bell and Bailey Blake. Yeah, we Graham Graham, uh, and I agree that Nolan has has completely blown up. He had um, he had some awesome matches with us with Angelus Lane um, and JD Drake, and that match uh, we had a lot of people tell us they voted for that as match of the year in the IWTV Awards, which is very flattering. Um, and that's on our Action Shock show from October second. Nolan Edward and JD Drake. Um, and, you know, he's he's blown up and doing in great things. And he won our Futures uh, Showcase Tournament. That's also on IWTV that we run in conjunction with Scenic City. Um, and Graham Bell is Graham Bell's the, the, the type of person who, you know, he is a road warrior. Uh, he looks it. I mean, that's that's his actual gimmick, too, is that he's a mercenary for hire. And he's somebody who's really in that investing in himself type of role like he's trying to take the best bookings he can where he can get the best opponents um and i met him at scenic city uh last year he came in and he did a scramble for us and as possible i'd met him in passing before but that's where i really got a chance to talk to him and get to know him and he came in in january um and had a had a nice match with alan angels and, you know, he was somebody that was coming in. I got to know through TWE. He's been having a program with Rob Kiljoy at TWE and had some really nice matches there. I like his character. It's a very much a character. It's like it just walked out of a video game. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's very developed. Like you can, you know, you can just hear, hear his gimmick and you're like, okay, that fits. There's no, there's no mystery there. 
He's a mercenary for hire. That's, I mean, that, that explains it. You, you can, you can say more, but that's clearly defines what he is. There's no extra explanation there. And, you know, we've tried to, um, we've, we've tried to take advantage of that too. And yeah, that match with, that match with Manders, I'm so glad you mentioned it. I, uh, I was very happy how that came out. Um, for that first weekend back in September, uh, that was our, September was our first show in seven months. And I just wanted to put together some, I'm like, who would really, really go at each other and hit each other hard? And uh, I thought Bell and Manders might, might just do that. So Bailey Blake is somebody he, uh, I've seen him a lot at TWE in Chattanooga. He's somebody who, who, who doesn't look like it, but when you see him in the ring and see his energy and the fact that he will just completely work his ass off, he will win you over. This is his debut down here. And, you know, I'm all about giving chances to people who deserve them. And, uh, I, uh, there's a, a, a lot of my local fans won't know Bailey Blake. I'm not sure how much he's actually even wrestled in the state, certainly not around here, but I think he's going to make a big impression because uh, Graham Bell's already told me that he was going to throw Bailey Blake around and Bailey's told me he's going to kick the shit out of Graham Bell. So <laughs> nice. um, I'm going to have, I'm going to have my security guys kind of around the ring to make sure <laughs> that they don't, uh, you know, really break any furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Um, in, you mentioned TWE quite a bit and I'll talk about uh, this man here in a little bit. Uh, when we go through some more of these uh, these matches, but Jaden Newman, does Jaden is Jaden the Booker of TWE? Because that's what I've heard, and I didn't know like for sure exactly what his role there was, but I know he's heavily involved. Yes, um, on the uh, Jaden's grandfather opened TWE essentially for him, and and Jaden's God is he is he twenty two. Uh, he's a young kid, but he's a young veteran cause he's been in the business about six years, seven years now. And he's pretty much running the show. Uh, I started going up there when they came back in July, I think it was. And, uh, we have off screen. I have a, a real good relationship with Jaden. Um, he's a big, he's a big heel in action. He's very comical. People love to hate him. Um, but he's a really good kid. He has put together a nice locker room of, uh, you know, he's got some local guys. He brings in some talent on a, on a very, very strict budget. They've got a building that's actually really great. Uh, if you watch our uh, Action Future Showcase, that show took place in the TW building on a Saturday afternoon at 2. And the energy in that building was, was phenomenal. Um, I go up to TWE pretty much just about every show. They have a show on Saturday that I'm going to go up to, and I actually kind of mentor one of the wrestlers on camera, and that's pretty much a shoot. I do talk to a lot of the young guys coming up at TWE and try to kind of foster them, and if there were a feeder promotion in action where I get to see some talent for the first time and possibly bring them in, it's, it's definitely TWE now. Um, especially cause we haven't had any scenic city events and, um, at a lot of TWB shows, 
going from Atlanta to Chattanooga is not a tough drive, and I just enjoy it. If you have the right type of people in your locker room, that can be infectious. There are, and, and I promise you there are a lot of locker rooms that don't have that feeling. There are a lot of locker rooms that have a very selfish vibe where wrestlers just care about, you know, they really just care about themselves and getting their own program over and they don't want to listen and, and that's fine, but that's got a limited shelf life that can only go on for so long. And Jaden is also somebody with that same mindset that myself, Dylan Hales, Scott Hemsley, who's the, the main promoter of scenic city. We all have that similar mindset. If we want to expose talent, get them out there, um, be able to get our talent, not just wrestling for us and not just being a 40 miler, but being able to go into different towns. And, you know, Jaden himself is trying to travel. He had some, uh, he had some matches where he was in a, uh, Young Lions tournament for a now canceled promotion. Yep, I know. I know of that. Yep. He had a he had a nice match with Anthony Henry at the Collective uh, a year ago. He got to he got to wrestle Tony Deppin, and he's had some he's had some nice chances and had them pay off. Um, so we we just have a, we just have a good relationship, and I'll, I'm up there a lot, and and uh, you know their stuff is also up on IWTV and. They're another promotion that just, and please stop me if I'm just rambling at the mouth. I get very excited and make everything just one long run on sentence. No, no, not at all. Go for it. But like we do, uh, like SUP does, like Action does, TWE very, um, very much tries to put on a, a very strong show on a tight budget. And, and they're very, uh, Jaden's very creative. He's got lots of good ideas, but as a as a booker and as a creative person, Jaden's biggest strength is that he doesn't have an ego and he will listen and, uh, you know, to feedback. Whether, you know, it's easy to listen to feedback when it's, oh, that was great. Oh, man, people ate it up. But when it's a little bit negative, that's, you know, or, or not necessarily what, you know, a segment didn't necessarily land the way you wanted it to or should have been directed differently, or the timing was wrong. That's not always as easy to listen. And, um, and Jaden's biggest strength is that he has the, uh, he has the ability to really listen, you know, before a show, I've produced a lot of segments there. All right, here's the timing. Here's how it should go. Here's when it should happen. Um, I don't book for him, but I make sure that the segments come across with maximum impact with what he wants. Um, and, and Dylan Hales is doing the same. Dylan is, is kind of, I think, uh, kind of goes over the shows with, uh, with Jaden as a booker. And, you know, again, it's part of that shared knowledge where we're all, uh, where we're all trying to stay on the same page um, in our little circuit down here. Yeah, that's great that y'all all help each other like that. And and especially for someone like Jaden, that's just super impressive because, um, yeah, like you said, I don't know his exact age, but yeah, I think right around 22 or so, I, I think I probably interviewed him around the time he was, man, I had him on when he's probably maybe or maybe 2019 or something. And even then he's talking about being like a four-year vet or whatever it was at that point. And it's like, it's really cool to see not only what he's been able to do in the ring and as a character and continue to develop all that, but he's doing it, you know, doing the stuff behind the scenes too. just, 
just super impressive uh, from a guy who seems like a really good kid. He is, and it's really it's it's really easy to get behind people who are just good people and what you want to be around, and that he is he's that type of person, and we and we root for him, but we don't we've never handed him anything, and I I say we meaning myself, Dylan Hales, and Scott Hensley with whether it's been action or or scenic city. Uh, I'm just going to digress a little bit. About a year and a half ago. Um, because this is a sh- this story is a shoot, and it's been told before, but I love it. Uh, Jade Newman wrestled Jake Parnell before he was really a few months before he was really Warhorse and really embraced that. And we were trying to decide the three of us, Scott, Dylan, and myself. We were on the fence if Dil- if uh, Jaden should be in Scenic City that year. So I even remember us sitting around and discussing it that day. The plan we'd come up with going into that show was. We were all going to look at each other, Dylan on commentary, myself and Scott on the floor, and we were essentially going to do the uh, Roman Emperor thumbs up or thumbs down. If Jaden had a really good match with Jake Parnell and he kind of passed the the test, we were going to invite him in. And if he didn't bring it and didn't have a good match, it was going to end just like we had told him. So we had told him what was what was going to happen and then he had a great match with with jake they took a hell of a beating his chest was so red we had printed out an sci poster an sci entrant poster with his picture on it myself scott and dylan got into the ring and dylan took the microphone and he had no idea what was happening and we asked him to be in a scenic city and he started he started getting real emotional he had he had tears because this is a tournament that was basically happening in his town and for several years running he'd been involved in some of the events like the scenic city trios and scenic city rumble um he was scheduled initially to do the scramble in 19 and we decided we'd see if he was worth a shot um to put him in so we literally it came down to can he have a really great match with jake and he did so if you go back to gosh what do we call it scenic city showdown or throwdown maybe uh, it was from april 2019 after Jaden's match we get into the ring and everything that happened there is a complete shoot because Jaden had no idea it was coming or uh or what was going on and that was that was very cool to be able to surprise somebody and actually have a legitimate reaction in wrestling, as opposed to him pretending that he's hearing this for the first time. He actually did hear about it for the first time. And earlier that day, I had to lie to his mother because she said to me, maybe Jaden can be in Scenic City someday. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> and I said, maybe. And, you know, just like, you know, maybe someday, maybe next year, knowing that it's like, all right, it's on him. If, he, if they can bring the match and and he did to his, to his credit he and he and jake did it so that was that was probably about as close to uh, a shoot as anything i've been involved in it was all real emotion in the ring so that's that's one of my favorite moments from my whole time in the business um ever that's incredible. I, I remember that moment. Um, I remember watching that and that's really cool to know that that was 100% a shoot and Jaden didn't know. Cause it, cause it seems as if like he didn't know because of the reaction that he gave, but you never really know in wrestling until someone, you know, 
behind the scenes really lets you know. And I didn't know that that was a legitimate shoot for hundred percent. That's really, really cool to know. He told me afterwards, he, uh, he thought that we were going to, when we got in the ring, what he thought was happening is he doesn't seem too shocked at first because he thought we were going to invite him into the scramble because that's what he'd been told he was doing. We have this, we have the scenic city scramble, which takes place on night two. And the winner of that would be a replacement if somebody can't continue or there's a draw right. uh, or a time, which in 2019 ended up happening. And Warhorse ended up going into the finals uh, that year because of it. Yes. So, so <laughs> there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of intricate things. And I know we've been talking about the action show, but I wanted to make sure I I told that story because that was a, that was a very cool that was a very cool moment to uh, be able to give him that he that he earned. Yeah, yes, that for sure. And and he's another one of those guys. Like it's nice to see him get some wins like that because I I know uh, for a fact that he was supposed to be on the first ever sub show, but because he wasn't twenty one years old, they wouldn't let him in the building. So it's like he had all <laughs> these he had all these all these kind of roadblocks throughout, and uh, he's really coming out and persevering on the other side. So really, really good for him. Yeah, it's, it's I I just I like dealing with good people who make it. Who, who make you feel good about investing your time in them. Yes. Well, and speaking of, I mean, that's, uh, you can't have a better uh, segue into this next match that I'm going to ask you about. Investing. You got AC Mack. He's been the champion for what seems like forever. Over two years now, I believe. Right, Matt? Just past uh, two years. Uh, it was December 7th, 2018, where he uh, became the first champion. And... <laughs> He's never let it go. No, and and throughout all of this, he's held that belt. He was the Southern Underground Pro Bone Storm champion up until the collective weekend when AJ Gray, uh, in a shocker, beat him uh, in an unannounced match right at the end of the show. And, of course, AC Mack would have been a a key figure in the whole sub versus uh action story because of course he held both the belts and there was obviously the big redemption story possibility with Brett Eisen and there were so many things that could have could have happened there but throughout all of it the constant has been AC Mack as the action champion and um he's he's this guy who does such an amazing job of just generating heat I've watched him do matches where it seems like he doesn't do one wrestling move in the match. And then he comes in, but he gets away with the win. He just does something at the end to just piss everybody off. Still get, <laughs> still get the win. Still keeps his heat. The stuff he does where he makes the referees hold his belts up and, and, and the, the loud mouth persona and, and by God, the way he hit uh, Logan's stunt and, and, and soft that one time with that chair. Like there has been some, amazing moments over the last couple of years for AC Mack. And he is your champion taking on Eric Royal. And I mean, you're going to call it an event bangers only. This is the kind of match that you think of when you think of bangers only. And you know, what's funny is that AC Mack is the one who came up with the name. Uh, <laughs> I love to use the word. Uh, I love to use the word banger and, and uh, uh, to describe matches. And, and he suggested that as a uh, kind of a show name. And it's like, yep, I'm not picky on show names. <laughs> Many of the show names actually have come from uh, Cody Wynn, our poster designer. Um, if he's going with a particular theme or he has just an idea, and I like to harness other people's creativity. So if I don't have something 
in particular in mind, I'm, I'm more than happy to listen uh, to something else. And like, for example, let Cody be inspired. But this one, AC came up with bangers only. And I'm like, yep, that's I like it. I like it. Um, this is AC and Eric is is the biggest match that we could do at this point. Um, Eric wrestled on our first show. Uh, he's actually uh, on our second show. He got a shot at hot sauce. Tracy Williams, who was the IWTV champion. So that's right. Uh, uh, Eric had a, a feud with Fred Yehi that was three matches long and it was fantastic in that all three matches were very, very, uh, very unique to one another. And, uh, with AC, it's kind of funny because I really ran into the problem. He's so good when you have somebody who's so good at everything, the, the crowd eventually will start turning you right because they like you they're just going to cheer for you and because he, he's the cool heel so um we had that we had that issue with a with ac and <laughs> okay so we just so we just turned him back we didn't change anything about him we told him specifically we didn't want anything to change we just were like all right now you're gonna wrestle heels so you're essentially a babyface. Um, <laughs> I like that though. I think that's the best way to go about it. Just from personally, from a fan perspective, I like when people don't change what made them over to begin with, and they just switch who they're fighting. I think that's smart. Yeah, that was that was kind of the that was kind of the idea. Um, that that really was it. It's like, well, there's um, there's there's no reason, um, you know. And we he had a good motivation to to basically turn babyface and. Um, and Eric Royal is, uh, Eric Royal is somebody, again, you're going to be very shocked to know that I met him through the scenic city pipeline. Right. <laughs> and I started watching some of his stuff in North Carolina and I couldn't quite figure out why more promoters had invested in him. It's kind of tough in North Carolina in certain areas because there's, you know, not a lot of promotions around you necessarily that have uh, that have that exposure to the outside world. You might be able to wrestle every weekend, but it doesn't mean people outside that building are seeing him. But Eric's uh, somebody that I identified real early and wanted to get in and uh, and take a chance on him, and he made that pay off in spades. Um, so he, when you have we have two guys who've been around, you know, over two and a half years. One of them's been the only champion we have. One of them has never challenged for the belt. This is this is from a storyline standpoint. This is the biggest match that we could really produce, and yeah, I wish I, it deserves to be seen by more than thirty-five people live. So I hope the numbers on IWTV are good as they have been. But, you know, right now we don't we don't know, you know, we don't even know in 2021 if we're going to be back at full capacity running shows. So I want to take advantage and make these matchups where where we can. Yeah, 100 percent. And I appreciate what y'all are doing because, you know, it's one of these things where I understand people having differing opinions on like, you know, 
should shows be running at all? How many people should be let in if you're going to do shows? Do you social distance? Do you do you do you test the entire uh, talent roster? I mean, there's no way of testing the whole audience. I mean, there's there's all these different mindsets. But as a fan, you know, all that stuff aside, it's been really really nice to like be able to look forward to shows like action and and so much other great stuff on IWTV um, because especially you kind of touched on it uh, jokingly a second ago, but it's the total truth. Like uh, at this point, I don't even turn on Monday night raw. And this is a show I watched for 30 years. You know, I don't want to hate watch something. And luckily there Mm -hmm. are, there are legitimate alternatives. And these are the kind of things that I've been talking about. And I've been kind of preaching so much on all, all the shows I do is look, I mean, it's pretty easy to turn the TV off. If you don't like something there, there's plenty of other good options over here. Yeah, there's, I, I just, I feel like people who hate watch it just want to be ironic. And it's just like this, this, the way the cultural shift has become like, uh, you know, the white meat baby face in 1985 is a totally different character in the late nineties when Kurt Angle came out. Um, you know, that's, it's just this weird cultural shift and people will, you know, they want to boo the, you know, they want to. Uh, boo the baby face and cheer the heels and they want to uh, be funny and get clicks and likes because they're ironically watching something and I don't like to waste my time sure. that's that's one of my biggest pet peeves in life I hate to redo something if I if I don't need to um, you know any any show I go to is an investment of my time like taking a Saturday and driving up to Chattanooga has uh, for TW has been a good investment of my time, and that's why I keep doing it. Um, I can specifically remember a, a I'm not going to give any details on the show, but I specifically remember going to a show about five years ago with a notable match, and there was a reason I went, and everything on the undercard upset me because even though I was out of shape, I'm like, I can outwork half these guys right now. Because they have no idea how to work. They're going out and doing shit and taking bumps and doing moves and emulating what they saw on TV. But they have no idea how to string anything together. And I just remember thinking that night, like, God, I don't know if I want to be involved in indie wrestling. And thankfully, Phoenix City started a few months later. And I took that weekend to invest. And that was a uh, my time in. And that was a great weekend to be able to um, to see wrestling be a be a small part of production putting that on and and that's and that's paid off um but i cannot imagine sitting for three hours and watching a show and hating it and then taking the time to take my phone and to tweet and tell other people how much i hated it that sounds that sounds fucking awful yeah for sure I don't even I don't even turn on a Netflix movie at this point without looking to see reviews because if I see a ton of reviews that said this movie sucks, I'm probably not going to watch it because it's a waste of two hours. Um, I, I just don't want to do anything that that's going to be with uh, you know I just don't want to do anything that's going to waste my time or I don't want to be exposed to anything that's a low quality. So why do that to yourself if you actually like wrestling? There's so much good shit out there. IWTV is the biggest tool for independent wrestling in the last 20 years. Uh, we've had our first show 
on there and every event has been up there we've been able to to our second show was streamed live as before iwtv really had the reach and the power that it does but we've had a lot of our events premiere we've had people become fans of action of ship merchandise overseas and this is just me doing it out of my house in a small recreation center um i mean i do i do all the promoting i do everything associated with that i handle all the tickets myself i don't use a uh, an online ticket merchant uh i order the t-shirts and i have i have a sponsor who's a fan and and he'll do my t-shirts locally and then i uh have shop iwtv do them i'm not a big not a big business here uh, i give most of the profits from our shows to different nonprofits and charities so i'm not even making any money at this um and uh you know how you start talking and forget your point at the end i just did that to myself so <laughs> hey no you, you don't you don't you don't like wasting time there's plenty of stuff to watch on iwtv don't hate watch pro wrestling because iwtv has congregated all of these companies i used to you're you're older than i am you you are part of i'm sure the tape trading days and all that kind of stuff crazy I, max <laughs> yes so so I'm I'm more of like the had to go to Blockbuster to find stuff uh, generation and then the alleged, I'm not going to admit to anything, but the alleged maybe learn how to use Torrents and Kazaa and LimeWire and those kind of things to, you know, find things, you know, in the kind of the early, in like the early 2000s because I didn't nope, have no any idea of- what that. No idea what that's talking about to the <laughs> FBI if they're listening in. I don't know what the statute of limitations on LimeWire download this <laughs> plausible deniability here this is all this is all alleged this is all alleged none of this is true this is all in, in a story i'm just trying to tell but but it's it was that's the lengths we had to go to and, and then you know later on i get into college and um that was when you had to go on like highspots.com to find like all, pretty much anything i was trying to find and you'd have to get the dvd sent to you and all this stuff now it's IWTV, I'm not even endorsed by IWTV, by the way, y'all. Like, I'm just telling y'all this as a fan. For $10 a month, the amount of... I'll just put it this way. It's the best $10 a month I spend as a wrestling fan. Better than the WWE Network, better than New Japan World, better than anything else that I spend $10 a month on. IWTV, if I had to get rid of all my other streaming services, I'd keep IWTV. You know, you can... There's such a variety... You can watch uh, late 90s, early 2000s Jersey All Pro that they just added. They've got like 36. The last time I looked, it was 36 events. It's probably more now. Uh, You can watch uh, ICW No Holds Barred, and you can see Dan Moff throw Nolan Edward out a fucking window. You can watch the sub show from The Collective, and you can watch Daniel McCabe and Lee Moriarty. Uh, you can watch, you know, you can watch so many promotions that are putting out content every week and every month, or you can watch archive stuff. You can watch older shows. There's so much out. There's so much on there that any wrestler, any independent wrestler who doesn't have an IWTV subscription and isn't taking advantage of it. If you have a WWE network account and not an IWTV account, um, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to cancel myself among independent wrestlers, so I won't yeah. say anything. 
I'll say that. it. You're wasting your money. If you want to, if you have, if you only have ten bucks, you gotta spend it on IWTV. That's that's my own personal opinion. Because guess what? The people that you're watching on IWTV right now, if you are a WWE fan, they're the ones who are the future of these companies you're watching. AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, everywhere. This is where you. This is where most of the people you are going to see on those companies. You're going to see them first here. Yes, and you know, obviously, uh, obviously, WWE main events. They're going to be much well worked. They're they're better workers than on the indies. I'm not going to pretend that the indies are any better. But you're also, if you're a wrestler six months into training, you're not going to ever in your first few years have a chance to have a match like a WWE pay per view main event. No, I mean nobody is going to give you 20 minutes to go out there, and you're not going to be able to have that type of match. You need to learn how to how to steal six minutes with an independent wrestler. And guess what? You can probably, if they've been around for any sort of time, you can probably go study them on IWTV. I used to, you know, if I knew of an opponent, you know, weeks off that I didn't actually know, you know, I had to trade for a tape and and try to watch them. And who knows if that's even going to be a good match or good representation. They may have had a shit opponent themselves that they had to carry and they couldn't let loose. Uh, or it may have been an off night for them. Uh, there's so much stuff you can watch on IWTV at that, uh, God, it's, it, it really should be the easiest selling point. Um, there's, uh, there's just so much content out there. I can't believe that people hate watch on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, I'm with you. And speaking of IWTV, that show we just talked about, Bangers Only, that's going to be premiering a week from, well, the week from today as we record it, but this will go live uh, tomorrow for everyone to listen to. So uh, next, uh, this upcoming Wednesday on the 16th, uh, around what time will that be premiering, Matt? Yeah, it's going to be Wednesday, December 16th at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we've been we've been real fortunate to be able to get premiere dates because Ashton's done some nice numbers uh, you know, for what we, what we have, um, and our product. So since we're still able to do shows and they like the lineups and so we're able to get those premiere spots. Um, but yes, 10 PM Eastern, December 16th. And I, uh, pro if you're new to IWTV promo code action gets you five free days. I got to get the hustle in there. Do it. Use that promo code. Take advantage of that. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to let you go before we talk a little bit about Friday Night Fights 3, which we don't have a date on just yet and when that will be on IWTV, but it at some point will be. So I definitely want people to to know about this show as well. Um, I want to deep dive into two of the matches. Uh, as, far as, sure. what I, as far as what I have here, I want to give a shout out. We got Rob Killjoy taking on Sean Christopher. Uh, Sean Christopher, uh, a former partner of Kevin Ryan, who we talked about earlier on the show. We've got Octavius Black taking on Logan Creed. We have Cap the captain, Sean Dean, taking on Adam Priest. Uh, Adam Priest, someone who's been really, really impressive for me lately. Um, but the, the matches that I... Oh, uh, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. One I'll just say one interesting thing on that is, is you know, Sean and Adam have both done some AEW dark matches in the last several weeks, but... Uh, on our October 3rd Future Showcase, you can see it on IWTV, uh, the format is we do three three-way matches. Whoever the winner of that fall is goes into the finals, which is also a three-way. And Nolan Edwards was the winner, and the two runners-up were Sean Dean and Adam Priest. So this is definitely kind of a bragging rights match for, um, for both of them. 
Yes, thank you for bringing that up. And I love the way that y'all do stuff like that. Um, the same with like the Senior City Invitational, like kind of the untraditional like matches that lead into multi-person matches and, and stuff like that. I think that's really a really cool uh, kind of angle y'all have brought to that as well. Thank you. I, I did not create the idea for futures, but I absolutely love it. And, and we've had, I mean, the, the, the wrestlers who've won futures are Marco stunt Manders and now Nolan Edward. So that's, that's three wrestlers of some really good pedigree for the last three years. Yes, some damn good company right there. Um, the matches I wanted to deep dive a little bit into. We talked a lot about Jaden Newman. He'll be taking on Matt Sells. And for those of you who don't know what happened <laughs> the, la- the last time these two were in a ring together, um, I recommend watching and, and educating yourself on IWTV. But um, spoiler alert, so I'm going to give you all like three seconds to fast forward a little bit. Three, two, one. The original match ended with Matt Sells humping Jade Newman's head <laughs> until it just into oblivion. Um, I wish I could remember the exact quote that Dylan said as it happened, because I was rolling. I was laughing so hard. Um, something about something along those lines. He's he has humped. Uh, he has humped his head into oblivion. Whatever he said, which is so funny to me. But as you mentioned, Matt, um, Matt Sells is like one of the kind of the biggest uh, stars and crowd pleasers there. And Jade Newman, we've talked about quite a bit. Um, let people know kind of what to expect here between these two. Well, Matt Sells and Matt Sells actually was the, uh, if, if we had not been able to run any more shows in 2020, uh, it would have been a really great way to end our 2,500 versus hair, uh, $2,500 versus hair match ended, which was Matt Sells versus Eric Royal. And, Eric Royal put up $2,500 versus Matt Sell's hair. And most of the crowd thought that Matt was going to get his head shaved. Um, right. That's, that's, of course, on IWTV. That was a great way. Uh, that was his first win in action in over two years. He had not won a match. He was voted performer of the year, actually, for 2019 in the state of Georgia uh, by his peers, even though he never won a match in 2019. There were several promotions that wanted to get Matt's first win um and he basically told me he wanted it to be an action so that was a, a huge huge moment and i i loved it the crowd exploded when he pinned eric royal um that was a great moment but he's he's a vet i i mean i worked on wild side shows back with him when we were trying to make it in the uh in the early 2000s so i've known him going back years um but yes i really liked uh, I really like the finish of that match where Matt Sells just banged Jay Newman's head. He just banged him to death. Um, and Jaden is claiming that because he got knocked out, he has no memory of the match, so it didn't happen. So he said on Twitter, so I was like, okay, let's do it again. <laughs> that's that's amazing. That's so great. I, I love everything about all of that. So um, I'm very much looking forward to that rematch. And of a match that I am really, really, really looking forward to is that main event that you put together where we got Suge D taking on Anthony Henry. And um, actually, just full transparency, and this isn't to put down anyone else, of course, but as far as we, you had you'd, uh, mentioned the IWTV Awards uh, earlier on the show, and 
Um, my nomination for match of the year was that Manders versus Graham Bell match. Uh, since that match wound up not getting uh, enough nominations, I went up with uh, Dana McCabe and Lee Moriarty. So shout out to them. Really, really, really love that match as well. Um, but when it came to the promo of the year, my nomination was this recent promo between Shuggy and Anthony Henry uh, that happened very recently on on action when they were both going back and forth and really going after each other. Like, for those of you who don't know, Anthony Henry on Twitter and social media especially has, has for a while, he's been teetering with the idea of, of leaving independent wrestling. Then he kind of comes back for a while. Then it feels like he's going to leave for good. And now it's at a point where, like, we don't know if he's going to leave because he doesn't like wrestling anymore or if he's going to leave because he's actually going to be signing with a, a mainstream company because we all know he has the talent. Um, and then Shug D, who's, a, a, for lack of a better word, kind of salty over the whole Pineapple Pete stuff with AEW and, and where he's at now. This is a, a great, great matchup, and it feels very personal. It is. It is, and I appreciate you voting for that promo because that was that was some in, that was so interesting when when Shug went on on Anthony I mean I was I was there and it was so interesting the reactions because people were quiet because they wanted to hear what Shug was going to say we are very judicious with our mic time at action we don't just let everybody cut a promo and thankfully I can't think of a time where a wrestler's picked up a microphone and talked where they shouldn't have. Um, because if anybody just started to cut a five-minute promo, I would be pissed and would just unplug the microphone. Um, I'm very, very selective on who gets to talk so that we have that maximum impact. And that was... Uh, it's on our Friday Night Fights 2 show. It's Anthony Henry versus Eric Royal. Um, and Shug D comes out and... Uh, and uh, and after the match, there are some some words between Suge and Anthony. And as you've heard in the promo, they they actually grew up together, as far as in the wrestling business, and were on the road together. And uh, so this is this is personal. Um, Suge, somebody who over the last year has become really really bitter. He's bitter at me. He's bitter at action wrestling. And but I can't deny that he's talented. He's he's toured the United Kingdom. Uh, he has been a champion in different promotions in different states so he's somebody who's well traveled um he's appeared you know he's he's done tv appearances for a lot of companies so um he's somebody who definitely has a pedigree and you know i don't know what anthony's going to do i know that he said he was going to call a career at the end of november and then he said he was going to, uh, he said on Twitter, he was going to hang around till January. Uh, I don't want to ask him because I don't want to prompt him to say that he's, he's going to hang it up for good. I would prefer to be able to keep using Anthony Henry on shows. I think he's, he's supremely talented. He worked very, very hard to get to a point where he could become one of the more notable wrestlers on the independent scene. And he's somebody who lives in Georgia and he, he broke out. Uh, he broke out of the Georgia scene and he broke himself out. Uh, he didn't really have a pipeline to do it. He he got out there and he made himself a star. And uh, so I, I would like for him to stay around for a long time. But, you know, I know he has I know he has goals. So so that's that's a question I don't ask him. 
Well, I'm very, very much excited for for everything you got coming up, Matt. Uh, that once again, that's Friday Night Fights three, and that'll be available on IWTV, um, along with coming up this next week, as we mentioned, Bangers Only coming up on the 16th this next Wednesday. So, um, Matt, thank you so much for joining the show, man. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. I I know I can uh, digress a lot and go off in different directions, but thank you for bringing up the things that would allow me to to do that <laughs> yeah no problem and, that's what the show's all about man i don't want to be sitting here talking the whole time no i, I like to have interesting conversations uh, about wrestling as opposed to just like uh you know what's what's your favorite wrestling match who's your favorite wrestler growing up and you know those can reveal some interesting things but um this has been you've made this very easy to to uh to talk with you and to keep going Good to know, man. I, I love it. Um, before you get out of here, Matt, please let everyone know where to follow you. Um, if there's anything else you'd like to t- say about action wrestling or anything else you have going on, uh, the floor is yours. Sure. Me personally, I, and I tweet lots of non-wrestling things like cat pictures and memes. Uh, but me on Twitter personally is Matt the Mouth. Uh, action wrestling is on Twitter at Wrestle. Action one, W R E S T L E, action, and then the number one. Uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook as Action Wrestling and the number one. Uh, and all our content, every show we've done since the beginning, going back to April 2018, uh, is on IWTV. Uh, we've we've sponsored and been associated with Scenic City Invitational to do uh, the last two future showcases. Those are up on the Action Channel. There's a lot of great stuff. Um, I know that there were a lot of people who voted for J.D. Drake versus Nolan Edward for Match of the Year. You yourself voted for Graham Bell and Manders. Um, and we have a lot of other great matches like Kurt Stein versus Bobby Flacco, uh, Ben Carter versus B-Boy, um, and a lot of stuff is a lot of interesting stuff if you haven't checked it out please look up action on iwtv and promo code action gives you five free days awesome use that code check out action wrestling check out everything else on iwtv and make sure to subscribe to this podcast feed if you want more of this kind of content if you want some mma stuff with me and john mosley we got that on mondays if you want stuff with me and jesse davin talking pro wrestling we do that weekly as well here and my various interviews so make sure to subscribe Give a good thumbs up rating or five star rating review, whatever you're able to do, and we appreciate you. All right, going to talk a little bit about our sponsors, and we'll get on out of here. So starting off, we got WrestleRumble.com. WrestleRumble.com, as always, is the place to be for fantasy contests for professional wrestling. We have another huge raffle that's going to be on the 20th of this month. So right after WWE TLC, they're going to be giving away. Five different championship belts. So for $1 entries, there are going to be five prizes for five different people. Hypothetically speaking, you throw in $5, you could win all five of these. We have an Eddie Guerrero Signature Series replica belt. The Smoking Skull Steve Austin replica belt. The Rocks Brahma Bull replica belt. The Rated R Superstar Edge Spinner belt. And the Triple H Signature Signature Series. That's a mouthful. Uh, signature uh, replica belt. Jeez. So all these... Five replica belts. These things cost like four or five hundred bucks, something like that. They're very expensive. They're very high quality. They're awesome, and they can be yours for one dollar. So jump on WrestleRumble.com. Save the day with all their contests on Twitter at WrestleRumble. 
Also, shout out to Music City Toys and Collectibles. They are a great place to go for action figures, DVDs, memorabilia, autographs, whatever it is. They have your hookup. They're nice people. They give you fair business. What more could you ask for? I can't tell you how many times I've gone on eBay looking for something. I see the price, and I'm like, oh, damn, I don't know about that. I go to Music City Toys and Collectibles. They destroy that price, and they send it to me. The prices include shipping. Everything you see is exactly what you get. There's no surprises, no, no hidden fees, uh, nothing at all, no strings attached. They are great people. They do fair business, and I do business with them all the time. They're awesome. So once again, Music City Toys and Collectibles, they have mystery boxes now. They have uh, a big clearance sale coming up. So check out their website. Check out all their social media. Just search Music City Toys and Collectibles. Support them because they support us. And speaking of support, hit up my brother, Brian Jensen, on Instagram. His handle is BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. He's a personal trainer. He's a boxing coach. He owns a boxing gym here in Atlanta. He works with Parkinson's Foundations and can help you with a wide variety of things. Whether you're learning just to throw hands, get in better shape, if you want to learn just some self-defense. But even if you're a professional boxer, an amateur boxer, you're in mixed martial arts, you're in kickboxing, whatever it is, he can help you with all that stuff. If you have any kind of neurological issue, he's an expert in those fields. He helps a ton of Parkinson's patients and people with dystonia and other, uh, you know, basically... Any kind of neurological issue you have, he can really help you uh, through physical things. Uh, there are a lot of exercises that people can do that, from the outside looking in, look very simple. And and you know, what what for a lot of people, right? Like, what's touching your fingers back and forth? What's that really do? Well, for a lot of people, not only does it help with neurological issue, it helps prevent neurological issue. That's what a lot of people don't realize. There are a lot of preventative exercises that you can be doing a lot of stretches and dexterity work that even if you don't have parkinson's or you don't show any signs of parkinson's or any of those kind of neurological issue these things can they've been proven that a lot of these things can actually help you not develop those things later on in life so it's it's such a wide variety of things it can help you with and if you're fully capable no issue at all nothing at all and you just want to get in better shape and learn how to box you can do that too he can meet you in his gym he can meet you at a park. He can meet you in your business. He can meet you at your home. He can help you online. If you're not anywhere near Atlanta, Georgia, anywhere else in the world, he can do a Zoom call. Uh, you can check out his Instagram, once again, BoxingATL. And he has posted so many different things of working with people of all sizes, ages, races, of all, of all walks of life and all different situations. And you can see, I promise you, you'll see someone on that page that you can relate to and be like, you know what? I want to be like that person and, and get better through this. So Brian can help you out. The best way to reach him is on his Instagram at BoxingATL. Get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Hit up Brian Jensen right now. And along with all of our sponsors, Brian, Music City Toys and Collectibles, and WrestleRumble.com, if you tell them that I sent you, I promise you, you get a really, really, really good deal on whatever you're looking for. So hit them up, support them because they support us. And that's going to do it for today. Uh, make sure to check out the Fightful Select Weekender podcast every Sunday. That's been really, uh, really popping lately because of all the Impact Wrestling news and AEW crossover. I talk about that show every week. We got MLW back. I've been talking about that. So if you're into indie wrestling, which you probably are if you're listening to this, I talk about indie wrestling every single weekend for Fightful.com as a part of their Patreon service at FightfulSelect.com. It's called the Weekender Pod. And you also get 
so much other stuff with that. You get Sean Ross Sapp's scoops and news and extra podcasts from him. You got Alex Pulowski's Sour Graps podcast, which in my opinion is the best podcast on the internet. Uh, you get so much stuff, just news and, and exclusives and extra podcasts and a whole bunch of stuff. And my and all that stuff, by the way, is available for like five bucks. So for five dollars, not only do you get my show, you get all that other stuff as well. So I highly recommend checking that out. That's over at FightfulSelect.com. And if you're a fan of mixed martial arts, I have more and more content coming out on the All Things MMA channel. I just had another video drop yesterday, which was the uh, UFC records, uh, the 10 the ten most winningest fighters in UFC history. I have another uh, video that I've written and another one I'm currently editing. So a lot of content going up there if you're a fan of MMA. So check all that stuff out. That's it. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, fighttalk underscore F-I-G-H-T. T-A-L-K underscore. I try to keep everything updated there. And that's going to do it. See y'all next time.